0: Previously on Those Were the Days.
1: With somebody in high school, we dressed as Mulder and Scully.
2: You know, a lot of people confuse Venus. This is a year out from Ventura becoming governor of Minnesota.
1: We're flashback inside our flashback.
2: Was that Alex Trebek? It's Alex Trebek as Alex Trebek.
1: Oh man, David Duchovny was such a 90s heartthrob.
2: Jesse Ventura's
3: acting, (laughs) to me, seems to have inspired Kevin from The Office in a lot of ways. Is this the right show? Jack, what the hell is that? When the credits rolled, I was sad. I was like, I'm... (laughs) I got to go back to work now, and I don't want to. I want more X-Files.
2: Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. It's time to start the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet some podcasters on Those Were the Days tonight. Hey, yeah, that's us. And this is Those Were the Days, the podcast where we talk about our love for classic TV. I'm your host, Audie, and this week we're talking about The Muppet Show. And with me here to talk about it is my good old pals, Travis. Hello. Amy. Amy. This is going to be
0: the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, muppetational episode of this show ever.
2: Thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. And (laughs) last, but certainly not least, Stephen.
3: I'm just a Kermit out in the world looking for his Fozzie, man.
2: Very cool. (laughs) And for those of you who do not watch the video... This is one of those nights where you need to be watching the video because some of us have some puppets. Amy, do you want to introduce yours? I,
0: I I feel bad because like she and I have been together for like a little while now, and she doesn't have a name, and I'm upset about this. I'm a little upset about it too. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> right.
2: Just just FYI, everybody, you're gonna hear uh, puppet voices throughout the episode. It's I'm get sure. Weird. It's gonna get weird tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah be ready for be it. Be ready.
0: It's already weird.
2: Steven, who have you got with you?
3: Yeah. Uh, this is this is uh, this is Joe. Hello, everybody. My name is Joe, and I'm uh, the puppet uh, made of made of a hand towel and love. Hand towels and love. That's what. That's a great name for a massage parlor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? What I say? <laughs> That is Jim Henson humor right there. That's so perfect. Oh, my gosh. We're going to get into that, too. And then I've got my buddy here, Cleveland. Hello. How are you doing, Cleveland? I'm good. Do we need to know anything about you? No. You sure? I'm sure. A puppet of few Um, words. Okay. Aren't you related to somebody? Maybe. You told me you were related to Grover. He's my cousin. (laughs) that's it yep okay and those are our friends joining us tonight um we're talking about the muppet show season three episode 14 with guest star harry belafonte this is widely known as probably one of the most popular episodes of the muppet show ever made it's one that even jim henson considers one of his favorites um so before we get into it, I'm not going to ask any of you about <laughs> your love of The Muppet Show. We're not even going to we're skipping right past that. I just want to know how many of you remember this episode. Let's start with you, Travis.
1: So, I definitely remember the episode. And I remember the episode because of, you know, it had pigs in space and it had uh just great mu- like the great musical numbers. Um Mhm. Uh, I would say that growing up, I definitely watched a lot more of something like, say, Muppet Babies than The Muppet Show, mostly just because Muppet Babies was a Saturday morning cartoon that ran for most of my childhood. The Muppet Show, I could catch on reruns in certain places. But as I got older, I watched a lot more of The Muppet Show, and this is one that I definitely come back to. This one, uh, Vincent Price is another one that I love. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I mentioned it before we started recording the the episode with Buddy Rich. Uh, always cracks me up because they're messing with like the electricity keeps going out, and there's all sorts of jokes about that. It's great. Uh, but this is definitely an episode that I do remember. Yeah.
2: Nice. What about you, Amy?
0: Um. So, I I don't like super remember a ton from watching it way back in the day, but I did watch through all of it the second it went on Disney Plus. So I have watched all of them. fairly recently (laughs) Um, and uh yeah no I'm with Travis I think uh I think the Vincent Price one is probably my favorite but I'm biased on that one Uh, this episode has um my second favorite rendition of the banana boat song ever
2: (laughs) in media (laughs) and we're gonna talk about that I went down a, a little rabbit hole researching that good lord All right, Steven what about you I'm gonna surprise
3: you guys, as apparently I'm the token guy who hasn't seen anything uh, on the classic TV show that we watch. (laughs) I actually didn't watch much Muppet Show, ever. Like Travis, I kind of grew up on Muppet Babies, and I enjoyed Sesame Street, and I watched the Muppet movies, and I watched all that, but the Muppet Show... I just somehow, it wasn't on my radar of a thing that I, I could watch. I had seen clips. I'd watch musical performances a million times and watch clips. I think Elton John's the one I remember the most doing crocodile <laughs> rock on the show. Yep. That's a good um, one. Yeah. Like that I remember, but honestly, like outside of the intro and loving the skits, it's another one of those shows, like I mentioned Futurama early in the, in the, when we first started doing this show of like, I love it. I only seen like two episodes. I love both of them. This is similar. Like, I love the Muppets. They're, they're right up my alley in terms of humor. But I haven't watched the Muppet Show very much. So this was a, this was a joy for me.
0: I had, um, I had a video game back, I don't know exactly when, but it was when video games were on CDs. So let's, that's, that's where we're at. Um, it was called Muppets Inside. And the premise was you put the disc in, and the disc exploded in your computer, and now the Muppets <laughs> are in your computer.
2: Um, I remember that. And it was
0: like minigames and stuff, and then it would play clips... From the show. Um, But I mean like the thing is. The Muppet Show wasn't ever really. Like it wasn't for children. So it's not exactly that surprising. Yeah. You didn't see it.
2: Yeah and I kind of fall in the same boat of. I remember watching clips and stuff of it. Here and there. Definitely grew up on Muppet Babies. um, And you know. I don't care who says the animation's terrible. I love that show. Like that was great. And then definitely watched all the movies. Watched this when I could. I remember uh, some cousins actually had HBO, and I could go over there and we could w- watch Fraggle Rock. When yeah. Fraggle Rock, yep. yeah, was a show on HBO back in the day. So. Um,
3: yeah, I love Fraggle Rock. I remember Nick Jr. too. Like they used to have little Muppet shows. There was the remember the prince, the princess, and the frog. The Muppet rendition of that. Oh yeah. that was cool when Sweetums was first introduced. Oh, yeah. I loved that a lot. And there was like a an after the show, there's like a Jim Henson sit down where he explained like a bunch of stuff about Muppets surrounded by Muppets in this fantasy world. That was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. As a seven year old, (laughs) it blew my mind that the guy who made the Muppets is sitting down to tell me all about how Muppets work. Mm -hmm. And I think that might have set me off on that journey of why I love uh, documentaries and why I love uh, behind the scenes stuff on a DVD almost more than I like the movie itself. Like, I'm way (laughs) more fascinated in how a thing got to be a thing. Than the thing, I'm like that's a, that's great, great <laughs> product. You, How'd you do that?
0: Mm-hmm. If you can find it, um, there was a few years ago back when there were like back when uh, Face Off, the 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 special effects makeup show was on. There was a short-lived show called the Henson Creature Workshop.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that.
0: I want to say it was on Sci-Fi. I don't entirely remember, um, and it was a competition show with Brian Henson, and you made. They made Muppets in a challenge every week, and it is so cool.
2: Yeah,
0: Uh, That's a good one. If you can find it, it is worth a watch. Yeah,
2: I'm going to dig that up. And let me tell you, after making this puppet, not that I didn't have respect for those artists before, but good lord, (laughs) do I have that much more respect for what they could do. Yeah, and just the the
1: expressiveness that you get out of something with, like, no, Mm -hmm. I mean, all it is is a hinging mouth. And like Sometimes. The eyes don't move, right? But I, but just the performances are so good, and and they all have these amazing personalities. Every Muppet does. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, Sweetums. I love that. There was um, Beauregard in this episode that we watched mm-hmm. was great. I I had I I didn't forget about Beauregard, but Beauregard isn't one that I think of off the top of my head. Like I do Fozzie
2: Bear, or Kermit, or with uh, Crazy
0: you know. Harry too. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. Crazy I Harry. Love Crazy Harry. Who was in this episode? Yeah. Um man I just had a thought. No, I was uh watching a bunch of different making ofs and it was interesting to see the way some puppets um are manufactured. The, I watched the episode of Tested where Adam Savage makes his own puppet and he goes to the guys that do all the Avenue Q stuff. Yeah. Um and just seeing him you know talk about that or like seeing the current dude who's doing Elmo, he's like Well, yes, he's got the hinge movement, but also the eyes are on rods. So he can Mm. actually manipulate those rods inside the head and get when Elmo's doing some of those weird faces and his eyes are going in weird directions. It's him just manipulating the rods the eyes are on inside the puppet. And there's just so many other little ways of doing stuff and, you know, having this hand here, this hand here, you know, manipulating a a mouth and a head and this one manipulating an arm. Or like we talked Mm -hmm. about pre show. There are puppets where there's one dude doing the hand, and there's another one or two dudes doing like one dude with his hand doing the head and another person or two people doing the actual hands or manipulating yeah. something else yeah. on the puppet and that's just you know the stuff you see on the Muppet show in Sesame Street. Let's not even talk about like Jim Henson doing the Ninja Turtles and you know <laughs> yeah, figuring yeah. Or, all that uh, stuff out and dark like crystal and Maybe. the dark crystal. Um, if you ever watched the storyteller, good Lord, that, that stuff show. was amazing. Story, storyteller was, was so, so good. good. So we got,
0: <laughs> we got to do that show. <laughs>
2: yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. We got to do that, but let's bring it back. Okay. So this show, this particular episode first aired January 5th, 1979. So wow. I was 12 days old at the time.
0: Amazing.
2: <laughs> um, and I was you know uh doing some research. This episode was probably one of the closest- cr- collaborations between the Muppet show people and their guest star um, sure. It didn't always happen that way, but um there's a quote from Jim Hansen, "Sometimes a star can make a big contribution to the script." Harry Belafonte was enthusiastic about doing the show, but he wanted to be sure it was worthwhile. And he worked very closely with us, which led to some wonderful things like the piece with the African masks. Which Love we'll talk that about yeah. that, that,
3: that was really cool.
2: Yeah. And then Belafonte himself said, I seldom do television appearances, but I have always had the highest regard for Jim Henson's taste and artistry. So when I was invited to be a guest on the Muppet Show, I saw this might be an opportunity to do something very worthwhile. I had a long talk with Jim in California about the time he was beginning to work on the Muppet movie. And given that I have more than a casual interest in third world music, I proposed to him that the show might provide the occasion to take a look at the lore and history of other worlds, other places. And they definitely did Uh, it in this episode. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I loved Harry Belafonte on this show. I have no exposure to him outside of Banana Boat songs (laughs) and like a handful of other little jams. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to sit down and have a beer with that man, (laughs) uh, for one. And for two, he was just so down with what was going on around him. Mm -hmm. You could tell... There was an honesty and a genuine uh, flair to him. Like the smiles looked real. It yeah. was like he was faking it. He was happy to be there. And yeah. it made it that much better. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you picked this episode. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Harry, Harry Belafonte, like, it kicks right off with like the silly little skit in his dressing room. And then yes. you go into the Banana Boat song. And the Banana Boat song sketch is so good because so good. I love Fozzie. And mm-hmm. and I love I love the just Fozzie's like oh oh it's gonna be it's gonna be great are you sure trust me and then immediately starts the messing whole, things up
0: the whole the, premise that Fozzie's writing this whole episode
2: yes because
0: it starts that with the so intro good. like when when Kermit goes out now first of all Kermit my buddy why you gotta need a script for this you you do this every day yeah. like this is not all right it's just but, funny that.
2: <laughs> It's one of those things where Fozzie just slipped it past Kermit and was just like, I'm going to write for tonight. And Kermit's like, What? And he's like, Here's the script. He's like,
0: What? They are, all right. The Ferg? Yeah. The Ferg? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the Ferg. That
3: I laughed great. so hard. I, write, I wrote a note. I'm like, This typo thing is killing me. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm dying here. Just, and, it was so. Okay. It's such a Frank Oz, Jim Henson thing. Like, it's just mm-hmm. there. They,
2: they are okay. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, it is. No, it's, it's brilliant, time.
1: but we have to. I have to point out how well executed that is and how difficult that had to have been because yes. you've got oh, yeah. Jim Henson is doing Kermit and he's doing the voice, and now he's got to read all this stuff. Read like mispronouncing every word like that is not easy to do it's not easy. Mm-hmm. at all, and, and it comes off perfect. Like, it's so well done. And it's yes. such great, like like you said, it's Frank Oz, Jim Henson humor to a T. Okay,
2: before we go any further, if you have not watched this episode of the Muppet Show, stop the podcast. Go watch it. Go watch it now. And I don't care when you come back to the podcast, but don't come back until you've seen it, so you can experience the joy of this and understand. <laughs> but what come we're back, about. come we back, need please. The numbers, <laughs> yes, do come, come back. back. Let well, us know what been you thought. As
0: far they've already downloaded it. It's yeah. Cool.
2: <laughs> so oh, yeah, we're good. It counts. All right. That's that's a fair point. So we get (laughs) Kermit reading Fozzie's bad typing, and then we go into the Banana Boat song, which is Harry Belafonte's signature song. Yep. Which, okay, so this is in 79. He recorded and released that song in 56. So so it's not like it was new. This was not (laughs) a new song, but you know everybody knew it. Mm hmm. And so when they're coming to do it, it's one of those times where like, if this was a new song, you wouldn't interrupt it the way they did in this sketch. But because no. of the the lastingness of this song and where Harry, Harry Belafonte was, it was so prime for them to just pick it apart way, the way they did, and the way Fozzie keeps interrupting hey, what's the And it's funny.: It's funny. He said it's the first time doing it on TV, not exactly. But, um, yeah, I, when he gets to the part, you know, come, Mister Tallyman, and Fozzie's like, wait, what, 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 what? What's a tallyman? <laughs> and, and like a child, like like uh-huh. you know. I like the yeah. conceit
0: is that the conceit is that they have not rehearsed this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because literally all of these questions could have been mm-hmm. answered, answered in rehearsal.
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: and (laughs) and we're doing what i love about Fozzie bear is he gets told what a tally man is that he he counts the bunches of bananas and so for him that is taking off one hat putting on a Mm -hmm. different hat and he becomes (laughs) literally literally so good
2: good lord frank oz (laughs) my gosh dude (laughs) and then he immediately gets somebody else to do work for him as the tally man (laughs) Mm -hmm. he's a Mm -hmm. good tally man he calls Beauregard. I love Borgard. I have always loved Borgard. I always remember Borgard from The Great Muppet Caper. Yep. And they mm-hmm. say, we're going to catch him red-handed. And he's like, what color are, what their, color hands are now? their hands now? Starts a <laughs> running joke in that movie of that phrase. But I always remember Borgard being the first one saying that. Just like,
0: and it's him. Um, it's He's also the taxi driver, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what room are you in? I don't know, you know, take us to the Happiness Hotel. Okay, what room are you in? I don't know. It's on the second floor. Okay, well, I can only take you as far as the lobby. Crashes
2: into
0: the building. Beauregard is amazing.
2: And so it's funny because he keeps coming back with anything but bananas. Fozzie said get bananas. He's like, here's some onions. Those aren't bananas. Here's some eggplants. Those are not bananas. I don't even know what those Those are. are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) it's great because Harry's just sitting there taking it and he's like, Come on, guys, come on, guys. And I love it at the end when he's like, let's just do it. And Fozzie's like, You sure about this? And then he turns it on Fozzie. He's like, Trust me. Yep. And they do the song. (laughs) One of my favorite things about this particular bit, and this goes back to the genius of Frank Oz. At some point, the pigs on the boat at the top drop something. A little yellow thing. Yep. And it falls. You know that wasn't supposed to be something. Frank Oz saw it, and Fozzie turns around and looks down to try and see what it (laughs) is. So good. I was like, holy (laughs) junk, man. That was good.
1: and that's the that's the amazing skill of these puppeteers, and how right. much they get into the character of who they are.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. To do stuff
1: like that. Oh, it's so so good. And then to end the song, where yep. of course Fozzy is is off time. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and it's just seven continuously. Of them guys. Continuously. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And then finally, to have Sweetums roll out just a giant yep. bunch, of a bunch of bananas.
2: Yes,
3: I was so happy when I saw Sweetums because he's one of my favorite Muppets, uh-huh. and I just get tickled every time I see him because mm-hmm. his name is Sweetums and he's a giant monster. Yep. And I just, I, I, you know, I think that tells us a story. His, you know, his running gag you might in, be ugly, you might be massive, but you could, you know, you got a heart of gold. His
2: running gag in the Muppet movie is one of my favorite things about that mm-hmm. movie. Him trying to catch <laughs> up with him. It's oh, yeah. great.
3: He's chasing them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I wanna go Okay, up. so quick little <laughs> trivia. The banana boat song. Uh-huh. So this song is a song from Jamaica that is kind of like um an old spiritual for that country. Everybody has heard it or knows some version of it. It was first recorded in nineteen fifty-two. By Trinidadian singer Eric Connor, You can find it on YouTube It's very weird to hear it After you've heard Harry Belafonte's version <laughs> So 1955 Lord Burgess And William Attaway Popular songwriters of the day Wrote the lyrics for this version Um For Harry Belafonte to perform on The Colgate Comedy Hour
3: Heck yes So All right. if you think
2: Heck yes um, advertising is something new today they had the <laughs> Gate yeah. comedy hour hour
3: that aired after the winston cigarettes comedy hour yeah, right? yeah something the, like that you know
2: and, um, smoke, and literal,
3: literal soap
0: operas yeah
2: and so yep. brought to you
0: by dove flakes
3: <laughs> right <laughs> it's so mild on the hands <laughs> mm.
2: so harry belafonte recorded this version and released it the next year in 1956 and 56 to 57, because of that, there are a bunch of people recording different versions of them. Um, different versions, different covers. So the the most interesting thing I found was a version um, by folk singer Bob Gibson. He taught it to a musical group called The Terriers. The Terriers consisted of Eric Darling, Bob Carey, Carl Carton, and... Alan Arkin. What the <laughs> actor? He was like twenty something. Arkin. Like a Holy few smokes. years after being with this group, he decided to quit and go into acting. Amazing. They lip sync their He's version. Like my favorite actor in the movie Calypso Heatwave. You can also find that on YouTube and see a little teenage skinny Alan Arkin. <laughs> it is wild. And then you know. Belafonte did it for in '79 here for the Muppet Show. And then, probably the other, I think, most popular version or way people have experienced this song was in 1988 in a little movie called Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice yeah. Beetlejuice. Yep. That's yep. where I remembered it yeah. from.
3: Yeah. <clears throat>
2: that has the d-
1: other Harry Belafonte song in it that I kept waiting because I I hadn't watched this episode in a while and I thought oh is jumpin the line the other song that he does in the show and they ended of course with the war, the african song right. which was fantastic and and a better mm-hmm. choice but man jumpin the line was in my head like the whole right. time and I'm waiting for it and it didn't happen mm-hmm. um also, by the way, Alan Arkin was a guest on The Muppet Show at one time. So we can kind of bring it all full circle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got
3: to find that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're worth talking to, you were on The Muppet Show. Four that's a big like- thing. When
0: I, was, when I was growing up, like, that was what, you know, my, my dad always said, you were nobody until you were on Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> like, that's a good like, point. Yeah, like, That's when you knew you made it.
1: And, like, some yep. of the names that were guests on The Muppet Show, I do want to come back to that at some point. I'll, you know. Audie, keep doing the the stuff you've got. But we'll come back to this because there's some incredible guest star names. Oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely. the Muppet Show. Okay. So we get through the Banana Boat song. Fozzie's still writing his script for the show. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Next act is Rolf and Lou Zealand. And Fozzie's script was great. It's like, Rolf, play music. And Lou Zealand, be funny. (laughs) good job (laughs) leave nothing to chance during the writer's strike of Uh (laughs) there and that skit was great because um they sang t for two backwards and i was not expecting them to sing it literally the words backwards and (laughs) again like you said earlier travis with kermit trying to you know read the messed up words trying to sing something backwards while you're doing a puppet Oh my god. Yeah, try that so try
1: to just sing something backwards
2: mm-hmm. or
1: try to do try to be a puppeteer. Now do right. both of those at the same time. Like <laughs> come on. Right. It's insane.
3: I really wanted to take a minute to capture that and then reverse it and I just it was not a good time <laughs> for me, but I was like, ah, if I had just a little bit more time and just see how accurate they got cuz talking backwards and saying spell like phonetically yeah. backwards, backwards versus backwards is a whole different thing. I'm wondering yeah, mm-hmm. if it came out right or not. I'll do the research. Yeah. I will let you know. All right, Travis is going to meet us back up. Catch us Ooh. on the TikToks those Rough days. Show. Heat. Yeah.
2: Like I'm sitting here trying to do. I'm like <laughs> brain, brain, no, no. <laughs> so, and then after that, we get pigs in space. Spines. Oh yeah. Gosh, I love this bit.
0: I love pigs in space. It's so yes. I love all the random pig puppets.
1: Mm. Oh, I know.
2: And,
0: and, like in everything. Like just the assortment well, of pigs are great.
2: Yeah. Something the variety. Something yep. I did not know or remember until I was, you know, researching this, making notes was the names of the pigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've got Doctor Strange Pork with his mm-hmm. dissolvatron which apparently can ah. dissolve something over here and move it over there. And so he does just- that with a drink, and then he does it with Piggy and the captain, Link Hogthrob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was his name. Yes. And then, okay, when they got switched, and again, this is where you know, this isn't just for kids, and Piggy and Link Heart Th- Hogthrob's body... Talking to him in her body, she's like, "Don't you dare touch you!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay, we're going there.
1: And and here again is where like that sketch could have ended right there, and that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like the quick little Dissolvatron, good little gag, move on. But no, then they bring in um, more Muppets, and they're all smucked. well. Yeah, Doctor and Strange walks in, getting and getting it's better. Janice.
2: Janice walks in, and it's got him. And then Kermit walks in, and it's the Swedish Chef. The sweetest and then Swedish Chef walks in with Kermit's voice, like, "That's it, skits over." As if that magically makes <laughs> everything go back the way it was, which it did. But it was just funny for the sketch, um, and just the whole time Statler and Waldorf do this whole thing. It's like their little quips just were so good. Okay, so oh, um, the next bit is Zoot and Lloyd play honeysuckle rose while dealing with some little flying bee thing and here's something and i go oh, ahead sorry, sorry, I, I
1: love i love zoot and floyd yeah so zoot. much Flo- uh-huh. Floyd. there's a
0: line there's a line from it's one of the muppet movies i can't remember if it's muppet movie or great muppet caper no muppet movie uh where zoot like loses what he's saying um, loses track of what he's saying, and Floyd goes, uh-oh, looks like Zoot skipped a groove again. And this is the line <laughs> that my sister and I use all the time. <laughs> like If you yeah. just get stuck in your own brain loop, mm-hmm. looks like Zoot <laughs> skipped a groove again. Yep.
2: So, Which I only
0: realized what it actually meant as an adult. Oh,
2: player. Yeah.
3: Record player, baby. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: The kids don't know what that means.
2: No. So, interesting thing about this particular spot, because um, I was looking at everything and this is a uk spot so in the united kingdom their commercial breaks were shorter so the muppet show had Uh. about two minutes of extra time to fill this is the kind of stuff they filled it with usually some kind of random Mm. musical number number never featured the guest um, but just something long enough to fill that extra time um and we never got them in the states at all when they originally aired um, right. Nickelodeon aired some of them Weirdly cutting out Some other material from the show For some reason Which is really weird um, On the DVDs and now with Disney Plus You can see them in full With the episode in full And not anything cut out So Was Menomina one of the ones that Because
3: Menomina is like a two minute Musical number with the bloopers or whatever I'm not called. sure you know that song something Jim Henson heard something similar in a weird Italian porno. And that's Probably. how that's how they found that song. <laughs>
2: Which made me so happy that that's uh-huh. how that got on TV. It's <laughs> one of, I mean that's one of the best numbers ever. Like that yeah. one gets stuck in my head all the time. Yeah. Um <laughs> Don't start Amy. We're going to do the whole song right here if you do. Mana <laughs> <laughs> mana. Menomina. Oh boy.
3: That's
2: enough of that. I'm already high Alright, so after our UK spot, we get the Harry versus Animal Drum Battle.
0: Heck Yes Yes.
2: So when Jim Henson was talking to Harry about the show, he said, like, yes, we'll do the special stuff. Yes, we'll, we should absolutely do the banana boat. But we also need to have something else that's just kind of you with the Muppets doing something. And Harry uh, wanted to do something like this. He said Animal is one of his favorite characters. So they came up with this. And it's just him that's and Animal good. going back and forth. Um, I think we talked about pre-show, how much we love the animal versus whoever. Um, Yep. Yep. Always. Besides this one, I think my favorite is when he's playing next to Rita Morano as she's Mm -hmm. singing Fever. Oh, yeah. So good.
3: That was so good.
2: But with this one, it's just them trying to outdo each other in typical form. You know, it's not a necessarily a new joke but it's one they just have fun with like you could see harry belafonte just beating out his big old drum and having so much fun doing it oh yeah
3: heck yeah yeah i I just i love that it was big old drum with big old drumsticks mm -hmm. you know and he could make so many different sounds come out of that big old drum oh yeah yep. that was the cool part i was (laughs) was really into that Mm -hmm. i'm like holy crap look at what this guy can do he's a multi-talented Sing, beat on a big old drum. Mm-hmm. I wish I could do one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But And, I, and I,
1: like, I like, too, the different types of music that they did throughout mm-hmm. the show. Because yep. Deo is a very different song from Turn the World Around. And you got, like, the, the UK spot, the song is called Honeysuckle Rose. Right. And it's just bass guitar and the saxophone jazz. Mm-hmm. And, and the B. Yeah, and the beat and, the beat. <laughs> and the beat. it's just it's just this like little improv jazz number, and like yeah. it's so cool because it's such different music. It's not what you would normally get in a in a primetime variety show mm-hmm. either, which is one of the things that I, I so I just want to mention that because I love I love all that stuff.
2: Well, I think it's absolutely the reason this ep- particular episode is so beloved because of the variety of music in it. Um, you know the the um the Zoot and Lloyd thing that's such a Jim Henson letting those characters just do their thing. Mm. And, you know, we get that here and there in spots all over the Muppet Show and the movies and stuff. But then to add Harry Belafonte in his particular voice just added so much and made it so much more fun.
3: Oh, yeah. While watching this show, I was struck multiple times by the fact that this was like a primetime variety show with Muppets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, how? How did, how, <laughs> we can't get anything this cool this now. I mean, we, we have stream, you can stream anything you want. They green light literally everything, and we cannot get a Muppet show to last more than like a handful of episodes. The, um, and they had this on prime television, mm-hmm. man.
0: The one that's on, um, the one that's on, uh, Disney Plus now, uh, Earth to Ned, very good. Um, okay. Like, it is not, it is not the, like, they are Muppets, but it is not the Muppets. Uh, right. But it is a real good show. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Right. Like, I put it on because it was there, you know, and I am I will
2: watch anything yeah.
0: from the Henson Company, mm. and I was like, oh, well, this is great. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> not to belittle anybody that works for the Henson Company, but there was a special magic that Jim Henson had. Oh, Sure. To bring people together and just foster some of this stuff that I don't think anybody else has quite captured yet within the the Jim Henson Corporation. I, I'd say the closest thing to recapturing that was the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. So like good. seeing that, <sighs> seeing the behind the scenes and seeing like children of the original puppeteers. Mm -hmm. yeah come and fill those roles with something special so
1: i think one of the things that made the muppet show work is is partly that it wasn't like the muppet show wasn't designed and aimed at kids sesame street was sesame Mm -hmm. street works on its own level and is fantastic and 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 i love that but the muppet show was a different thing and because it wasn't aimed at kids, it never felt like it was talking down to anyone. True. It never, it never did that. It was just earnestly like great sketch comedy, silly gags with Muppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the one that came after the drum battle, uh, I wanted to talk about Muppet Sports. Oh, my God! Because it was just a great, it was the blind 50-yard dash. Blindfolded <laughs> 50-yard dash. It's a silly little thing. And you know what it reminded me of? It reminded Monty me Python. of a Monty Python skit, like the upper-class mm-hmm. Twit of the Year skit, yep. where it's just uh. craziness going on. It's exactly what it reminded me of, but with puppets. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It had it had great sight gags. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had... Uh, I love that, like, they call in the stretcher, and the stretcher comes in, and they hit the pole and get knocked down. Because those right medics are blindfolded, too, like, for some dumb reason. Yeah, the, <laughs> the medics come in. It, like, it's so good.
3: You think... You think so, British humor's kind of wonky for a lot of Americans to digest. Do you think that the Muppets makes it more acceptable? The silly level is like off the charts, right? But like American audiences when they see Muppets behave that way, it's somehow funnier than how we kind of disregard not all Americans large majority large amount of Americans disregard the British humor as being too silly or just weird. but when you throw a Muppet in there, it like softens it somehow like. <laughs> That's good. Well, those, look at those fake people. Absolutely. And it's it
1: sort of piggybacks on something we talked about before we started recording with, like, you having a puppet or a Muppet, and so you start talking, and people talk to the puppet. Mm-hmm. And they're not talking to you now, and you can kind of disappear behind that puppet. Same, similar idea, right? Like, the humor now, you're, you're more likely to take that silly humor from something that looks like the puppet that Adi has there or Amy has there. Um, versus watching a person do that. It's why certain gags and certain types of humor work better in animation than they do in a live action setting
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, So d- I definitely think so. but I think that I think that we need it's it, there was a mixture of the Muppet show wasn't aimed at kids yet Henson and Oz had this ability to be there was like a wholesomeness to it. So it wasn't ever yeah. mean spirited. It wasn't ever like lowest common denominator type humor there mm-hmm. was a there was a wit and a smartness to the humor without uh having to go blue necessarily yeah, yeah. right and that makes a big they difference they could dip too.
3: into the blue right sorry. yeah they oh could yeah dip into it but they never they never like relied on it for their laughs it was right. like we're going to throw this in there because it's obvious and we're mm-hmm. going to go ahead and point it out but sure. then we'll get back yeah. to the stuff that Makes everybody laugh. Well, I think that's why I value the Muppets so much, and it's an example I use all the time of like movies that are comedies. Like we got so many R-rated comedies all day, but like Muppets from Space will put me in stitches, mm-hmm. and it's it's PG. Like it's mm-hmm. you know we it, it takes clever writing uh, to get people to laugh, and I mean it's you can you can throw out all kinds of whatever jokes you want, people laugh at them, but like there's there's something in those those good, clever jokes that mm-hmm. are safe for work, so
2: to speak, that I think we're missing a lot of nowadays. Yep. Absolutely. Now, speaking of writing, Fozzie comes to Harry and asks him <laughs> about his writing process. Because Fozzie's writing process throughout the show has not been going too great. <laughs> and, yeah. And then he talks to Harry about it, and Harry starts telling them about the next show they're gonna, the next song they're going to do. And this is where it goes into the song, Turn the World Around. Um, And it's just a wonderful, wonderful song. This is one of the ones that um, Harry actually wrote. And um, there were a bunch of songs he was possibly going to do, and they settled on this one. And um, this is one of the ones that he talked about. Jim Henson was very particular about um the final designs for the puppets cuz he wanted them to be authentic and african but also as uh there's a quote from Belafonte he didn't want to cause offense by choosing masks that would have some religious or national significance right you know not not something that would necessarily speak to one thing or another but, but be you know i guess i don't want to say generic but something that is just more universal open. Yeah, Yeah. universal. And good lord, those puppets. Again, after making a puppet and seeing the way those puppets are put together and the way they move and do stuff, just incredible.
0: The heartbreaking thing is that because they're all foam and foam rubber, like they are not built to, like, none of those exist anymore. And it doesn't matter how much conservation you do, like, they just fall apart. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, and so it's like those are just not anywhere. Like when you see some of the, um, I think it was like when they started, you know, when they redid the Dark Crystal, and you see like some of the original, like the bits that they mm-hmm. have left, and it's like, oh, yeah. let them go, like let them rest, please. Not,
1: not you, <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland, you're okay. You're you're going to be good forever. <laughs> Don't worry.
2: Okay, good. Thank you. I was worried. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, and especially those with the way that the. Because they they look like carved wooden masks, but then they move. So those Mm -hmm. are like cast foam rubber, Mm -hmm.
3: and uh, yeah, they're just not gonna. Yeah,
1: phenomenal looking. Oh, yeah, so just breathtaking.
3: That's the cool part about having a TV show, though. We get to see them. You know, like as long as we got the TV. We can see them. It's no different than people. People yeah. break down just like foam rubber, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> well, we can
2: always go back and watch them on TV. I also love... <laughs> so when Harry's talking about the song, I'm going to read this just because it's it's so good. I don't care if you've watched it already. It, it Listen to it again. This is Harry. I discovered that song in Africa. I was in a country called Guinea, and I went deep into the interior of the country. In a little village, I met a storyteller. That storyteller went back into African tradition into African mythology. He began to tell a story about the fire, which means the sun, about the water, about the earth. And he pointed out that all these things put together turn the world around. And that all of us are here for a very, very short time. And in that time we are here, there really isn't any difference in any of us if we take the time to understand each other. And the question is, do I know who you are? do you know who i am do we care about each other because if we do together we can turn the world around
3: that was great. good fozzy wrote that you said no. that's, fozzy's words. No, but that's
2: harry <laughs> oh, oh yeah okay. that's harry. Yeah, harry that's when fozzy's asking him about it and then yeah. they actually go no, into i the thought song that was there. great and um yeah I actually
3: sat there and I was thinking, man, that was the point where I thought I want to just listen to a podcast of Harry Fonte stories. Yeah, and I got to start getting introspective listening to it because it was it was impactful. I'm like sitting there going, that's a guy who's traveled to like places I would never go to talk to people I could never talk to mm-hmm. to learn things that the rest of the world misses out on. And I'm like, I, it was one of those, I was having an existential crisis. <laughs> <down>. well, <yeah. laughs> what am I doing with my life? I haven't been to Guinea and talked to a storyteller. Like I yeah. want to go talk to a guy whose job is to retell the stories of a people, but no, yeah. I'm probably not going to do that, but it'd be great. I did think now it's time to sign up for that cattle drive. I've been wanting to go on for 10 years, you, uh, you know, experiences. That's not the first message about going and having experiences that I've heard in the last week i'm like somebody trying to tell me something yeah (laughs) gotta gotta get on the wagon it's coming through the muppet show yeah i mean yeah
1: as all good things do
2: yeah sure i mean and it's wild a message that was you know relevant then and still relevant today yeah do i know Mm -hmm. who you are do you know who i am let's turn the world around
1: Um, And that was, that was Harry Belafonte. Like that was his, Yes, I mean, still is, he's 95 years old, I believe he's still Mm -hmm. with us. Uh, but that's, that's who he is. And it's encapsulated in this episode. It's so good. Yeah. Loved it.
2: Loved it. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, they, they finish the song, all the other Muppets come and they start singing it together. Um, and I love, um, only because I had the recording of this, um from something else and not the actual official recording but it kept all the last bits so you've got everybody walking in kermit at the end well it's been a great show and we can hardly bring ourselves to end it and we all know who we have to think for that and Fozzie immediately the script writer <laughs> 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 and it was like no no the guest star Fozzie. and then um i saw someone point out that like after that they're all singing together and again, the magic of how well Jim Henson and Frank Oz are buddies, so are Kermit and Fozzie. Fozzie puts his arm around Kermit as they're singing with Harry Belafonte. And mm. everybody's singing, even Statler and Waldorf up in the balcony are singing, woo!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then you, you, know, you know
1: it's good when they get involved.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. And they yeah. just
2: finished the episode with that song. So that's was good. Um, and I'm gonna say here one of the reasons I picked this episode was because of that song, which um I went to a church camp growing up up in Dahlonega, Georgia, like right where the Appalachian Trail just begins at the the top of North Georgia, and that song was sung at the camp by a particular set of campers. So um it's a church camp. It's not like a Jesus camp. We're Methodists. We're more so- social justice <laughs> warriors. Um But one of the things I loved about Camp Glisten is they had, you know, all kinds of regular kids. They also had a special camp called Sparrowwood, which was specifically designed for campers with mild to moderate developmental disabilities. And we had campers from you know, young, maybe elementary teenagers all the way up to as old as they would, they could be like we had 50, 60, 70 year olds who'd been coming to camp forever. Um, and the only thing that the only way they were separated from camp was where they slept. Otherwise they were in the middle of everything they could possibly do. So they went on Creek hikes. They went to the craft shack. They went on camp outs with us if they could. Um, and one of the things that they would do being a church camp um we had a week we had a daily chapel service in the morning and at night and thursday was always sparrowwood chapel and they would always do a version of this song um a little little bit less um on the beat kind of just the chorus version but it's something i remember distinctly to the point where at some point like i had worked four or five summers and my buddy trey was like i saw an episode of the muppet show and it has turned the world around on it and we watched the episode and our minds were blown because we didn't we didn't put the two and two together and it was crazy and i even uh went on the uh facebook alumni page to ask hey who brought this to camp like somebody had to to bring this. I thought it was a lot further back than it was, but it was from what I could tell, it was around 95 that uh, it sounds like somebody brought it and uh, started doing it with the Sparrowwood camp and it became their signature uh, Thursday morning chapel song. And it's just when you, just one of those things of like someone who has those developmental disabilities, but you see them singing this song and talking mm-hmm. about all of us being together and turning the world around it it, it was always something special to me and then uh, knowing how much more special it's been to so many other people uh was was really neat so that's that's the main reason I chose this episode um of the muppet show so um what did you guys think of it what's what's your <laughs> reflection on it at this point I mean
1: I I loved this episode uh, this was super fun. It, like I say, it had the silliness of, like, Muppet Sports and Pigs in Space, mm-hmm. and those were great sketches. The music was wonderful. I loved the little jazz number. And then to end it on that song, it was just – it was a really great episode. Uh, so, yeah, loved it.
3: I, I was just impressed, like – I Every one of these skits was as funny as anything SNL's done in the last five, ten <laughs> years or yeah. longer, and I'm like, this is a thirty minute variety show packed full of quality material. You know, all there's killer, no, there's killer, no, filler. no filler. Yeah, all killer, no filler. That's exactly right. It's, it's, it's that. And I mean, it's, it's the Muppets. This is what got them in prime time and got us all paying attention. Um, I love, I love the moments between Kermit and Fro- and Fozzie because I know. I read Jim Henson's biography. It's fantastic. Highly recommended. Uh, But, like, him and Frank Oz were brotatoes, man. Like, Uh they, they, them and Kermit and Fozzie are just an extension of them and the jokes they make with each other. Uh, And I just, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, At the top of the show, I'm just a Kermit looking for his Fozzie Barretts because I just love those relationships. Um, The people that you just can be around and, Mm -hmm. and everything is natural and it just flows. And any, there's, there's a really good YouTube video out there of uh, them taking a break between filming and they're trying to block a shot or something. And they're just messing with each other yes. about Fozzie. Yeah. Like, I'm a bear. And he's like, are you, you're not a bear. Like, he's trying to argue about whether he's a real bear or not. I mean, and the that's fact just that, like, them.
0: Muppet things have outtakes yeah. that are, yeah. like, real good. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't think that it would be anything worth saving you know what I mean like, sure but no they're great uh the Emmett Otter outtakes a, yes. <laughs> a yes. plus yes yes
3: I love mm-hmm. Emmett Otter yeah and the fact that we know all these characters like by name uh you oh, know yeah. it, it speaks to the the how how the the characters have touched us embedded themselves in our memories and and like I've said I think I might have said it on last week's show when we were closing but like if I saw Sir Kermit on a subway on his way to work, I wouldn't really bat an eye. Be like, oh. Kermit's it, on his Kermit. way to work. That's cool.
1: And it's something that we talked about back in the episode about Alf and how Alf was treated as an actual character on set and not a puppet. And it's the same thing with the Muppets. They sort of they exist in these layers. Like we know mm-hmm. that they are puppets and they are puppeted by somebody. But Kermit the Frog is a character that exists in our world. Fozzie Bear exists yeah. in our world in a way. Like all right. of these characters do, and we know them. Uh, by that name like yes we know that frank oz does Fozzie bear but it's like frank oz also does miss piggy he does plenty of characters and we Mm -hmm. don't think of that we just think of Fozzie bear we think of miss piggy we think of sweetums and Mm -hmm. that's the the magic of muppets and the magic of these characters is that they are they do exist Mm -hmm. they're not just the the cloth and the foam that made them up they're they're Mm -hmm. real
0: and a lot of it is the interaction they have with the guests. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, they, they, they're just, they're just real. They're just very real. I mean, mm-hmm. there was, that was a big thing that with like kids that were on Sesame Street. Right. So you think about like, oh, well, kids that were on Sesame Street, you know, they saw how the sauce, so- they don't, they never realize, like, they don't even realize. Like once no. there's a pup, like they don't, yeah. they don't know. You no, know They're what just, I mean? they're just like, talking to
1: Bert and Ernie. They're not, yeah. they're not right, talking yeah. to puppets so
0: like, yeah it's they can see amazing. the people but it doesn't it's the, not a thing
2: the number of stories that you'll hear out of sesame street and how they just kind of went with it with whatever the kid was doing like you can throw a rock at the internet and find one of those stories of how it influenced yeah. that particular skit um yeah you know and not just what they intended to do but what ended up happening
3: and the valuable lessons they teach through puppets. I mean, I remember reading an article, what, 15, 20 years ago about uh, taking Sesame Street to the Middle East and stuff to teach race, like, to eliminate racism. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did that here, or tried to do that here, you know. It's still a work in progress. Right. But, like... Yeah. children for children they see so many different colors and so many different things and they said that children are so much more likely to listen to the words and instruction of a muppet <laughs> than an actual adult yeah i mean i'm like you know yeah, like, yeah i mean <laughs> sure yeah if president Kermit muppet the State of totally a
0: union, go i would probably pay a little more attention yeah, i'd
3: be listening yeah.
1: yep i absolutely would <laughs> And I mentioned it earlier, but some of, I gotta I gotta tell you some of these special guests that appeared uh-huh. on the Muppet Show. Yes, because for one, that. we had the cast of Star Wars. Oh yeah, right? Chewbacca oh, yeah. was on, as well as Peter Mayhew. You know, all of them. We had a bunch of the Sesame Street uh, characters showed up, but listen to some of these other names. So we have Harry Belafonte, Joan Baez was on at one point, Milton Berle. Uh, you've got. Um, Cheryl, Ladd, Cloris Leachman, Liberace, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: uh, the Liberace one. <laughs> Liberace's good. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: honestly, I'm going to put it out right now. At some point, I think we have to have a month that's just the All Liberace month, and we each pick an episode of a show that he was on, because <laughs> we can do a Muppet episode. There's the Batman episode that Liberace was part of. Oh my gosh!
0: I feel like he was on a Munsters episode. He might have been. I can't There's remember, probably though.
1: I know he was on Laughing at some point. You can oh, pick yeah. a Laughing episode. like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just all that you got I'm rich little rich mm-hmm. rich little was on an episode i mentioned alan yep. arkin um spike milligan was a special guest star that one got my attention i'm like really spike like that one was great liza minnelli mm-hmm. dudley moore roger moore you got uh, john cleese at one point showed up oh yeah it's just vincent price it's so amazing some of these names that were that were on that show Christopher Reeve. I
3: remember the Dudley Moore episode. Dudley, this was my introduction to Dudley Moore. Was the Muppet <laughs> Show nice? Yeah. Was not nice. Lily Tomlin on the Muppet Show too? Was, oh, it, like, yeah. was Lily
1: Tomlin yep. was musician wise too? Yeah. They they'd get like Elton John, Buddy Rich, Kenny Rogers. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, uh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Roy. Um,
3: Roy Orbison. Orbison.
1: No, uh, not Rogers. Roy Orbison.
2: <laughs> Actually, Roy Rogers,
1: <laughs> I think, was as well um at one point uh paul simon brooke Mm -hmm. shields a very young brooke shields at that peter sellers peter sellers would be a fantastic episode of that to see Mm -hmm. um i Roy rogers was
2: when i was john denver when i was looking at these i remember watching the version with um and i still can't remember a dang name uh julie andrews because my boys mm-hmm. had recently watched The Sound of Music and I watched the Julie Andrews episode and they definitely do that sheep's, sheep herder song in the, in the yep. episode and it's great. Yep. The, oh, uh, uh, the Johnny
0: Cash episode doesn't age quite as well as one might expect.
2: <laughs> mm. Just well, saying. You know. <laughs> oh, no. That's,
0: that's got, that one comes with a, with a warning at the beginning that it was a different time.
3: Yeah. Really? Oh, no. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, James Coco. Uh, James Coburn, Roy Clark. That's who I was thinking of. Roy oh, Clark. Roy Clark. Nice. Would be a fun one. Alice Cooper yeah. was on an episode. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So you you, you get He's Roy like... Clark and Alice Cooper. Like, you're hitting both ends of the spectrum there.
3: Yeah, you oh, are. Yeah.
1: So, I just love all that stuff. Jim Neighbors was on an episode.
3: Nice. Uh, I was going to ask. It was like, Gomer Powell was on, right? See, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I remember, so, despite having not watched it, I remember these people in clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Gilda Radner, Don Knotts, like... There's a whole bunch. It yeah. was it was oh, just a, Amy, your dad was right. You weren't anybody yeah. unless if, you were on the you, Muppet If shop.
3: you did
0: not work with the Muppets, you were not, you didn't make
2: it. Right. I think what recently they even, uh, uh, Prince's birthday was last week or something. I saw clips of him on some Muppet thing fly around the internet. So <laughs> they even nice. had Prince on there oh, doing also, a uh, hee-haw parody <laughs> of all things. Ethel Merman
1: was on the Muppet oh, Show. Wow. That's all you need to know.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so, that's great. So that has been The Muppet Show. And next. Who's next? Is it Steven? Is yours Steve the next movie?
3: It is. Yeah, you want to know what we're we're watching? I do. I know you're hanging on by a thread. I'm so I mean, excited that's we're we're about asking. this one, you guys. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. and We are doing I Love Lucy,
2: nice. Season
3: 3, Episode 27, Tennessee Ernie Visits. Uh, special guest on that show was Tennessee Ernie Ford. Um, this is one of my favorite episodes of I Love Lucy I've ever seen, and I think about it fondly, uh, and I cannot wait, cannot wait to talk about it. Uh, awesome. Not exactly the biggest guest star for us today, but back then... Um, if you don't know who Tennessee Ernie Ford was, he actually is the one that popularized uh, the song 16 Tons, I Sold My Soul to the mm-hmm. Company Store, or I Owe My Soul to the Company Store. That's him, um, and he did a lot of radio and some TV, and he guest-starred on three episodes of *I Love Nice. Disney, and this was his debut, so I'm, I'm really pumped. So that's season three, episode 27. It's available on Hulu. Uh, it's a short watch. It's about as long as The Muppet Show was, so carve out some time and, and check it out. I can't awesome. wait. That's, awesome that's great. Points.
1: And that, I love that you're going so classic with the mm-hmm. show yeah. and the guest star. It's yeah, it's oh, yeah. perfect.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm pumped. Uh, way back. Way back. Black and white days.
1: So, <laughs> feedback wise, this week, we have no emails again, but please do email us. At, uh, those were the days, show at gmail.com. Uh, no, nobody responded on Twitter. However, our poll is still up as of recording for another nine hours. You have to decide uh, our next <laughs> topic. And right now, the leader in the clubhouse is the drugs episode. So, oh, are you serious? Yep, it is currently <laughs> <All> leading. <right. laughs> so, All right, we A will we will announce it on Twitter and uh, and then coming up for next uh, and on the next episode, we will officially announce what the what the winner of the poll was. So
2: nice, awesome. The funny thing fantastic. is figuring out if we're going to have to fight over an episode. <laughs> Be I know
3: party. exactly which ones I'm going for if it's drugs. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't know. Game show, I might have an idea. We'll figure but it we'll out. We'll see who wins. Who wins. I love it.
2: All right. Well, definitely vote on that. Definitely send us your emails. Tweet back at us. Um, I try to throw a post up on Facebook. If you see me there, respond there. Feel free to just respond. We want you a part of the conversation and a part of the show. So definitely... Respond to us in whatever way you can and want to. And until next time, this has been Those Were the Days.